You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy, um, a.k.a. your local white right-wing propagandist, um, a.k.a. a hoodlum um, communist. And I'm joined by... Everybody, is Candace, a.k.a. you were smiling during the insurrection and you frowning in your mug shots. What had happened? <laughs> it was funny then. It's not so funny now. Uh, what's up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome back. This is episode 164 of Ratchet Ramblings. We inching towards that 200 mark. Uh, and we're going to hit it this year, that's for sure. Um, yes. We only got three shows this week. As I said, as shows phase out, we bring in new shows. Next week, we'll start our review of the Bell Collective, to which... Mm, mm. This show looks interesting because... I feel like it's a real microscope on how successful black women get stuck with bottom of the barrel niggas. Um, just a group of beautiful, thick, shapely black women out of Mississippi beautiful. dealing with niggas who ain't on their level. Um, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. It looks exciting. Our good sis Brooke uh, has reviewed the first episode because it dropped early and we just going to bring it in on time because we we needed a break this week from four shows. And the three shows we got, we got some thoughts for y'all. Um, network announcements. Uh, if you go to our Bonfire store as we approach the anniversary of our friend, our family, our co-founder passing away, February 13th of 2020, we have introduced some shirts and sweatshirts in Gay Side We Trust, and all the proceeds will go to um, being able to provide more scholarships and funds for at-risk Black LGBTQIA people. Um, I do believe I'll go ahead and open it up to more than just college students in this pandemic, the community has been hit very hard, very, very hard. Um, and yes. I'm sure Curtis would be proud that we are trying to do something to uh, lighten the load for even just one or two people in the community that look like him. So if you go to our bonfire store, I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, and we're offering uh, two variations, uh, one shirt that has in gay side, we trust in black font and one that offers it in white font. So, you know, help us help the community because that's what we do here. And uh, then you could buy some other merch too. Um, subscribe to our Patreon 2020, 2021. Should I say 2020, we had a really good year on the network and we thank y'all for y'all continued support and appreciation. Um, we got a lot of Patreon subscribers last year, especially with the introduction of uh, Ratchet Reloaded. Um, last, at the end of last year, we introduced 
the FNM roundtable talks, which is probably one of my favorite things that we do. And this year, we will be introducing more new content to the Patreon. I believe the ladies are gearing up to bring you a uh, women discussing sex type of show. Women from all walks of life are on this network. We got Brie, who for a time was a single mom, and now she has a blended family. She's been battling cancer. And, you know, you know, we want to discuss what it'll take to how she's getting her mojo back. We have Bianca, who is transitioning and becoming the woman she wants to be daily. Um, and we want to talk to her about what her dating and love life looks like. Um, we got single women, we got married women, myself having babies and the transition from, you know, it just being me and Mike to me, Mike in London to me, Mike London and Taj and just the, the journey, because let's be honest, we won't be doing it all over the house like jackrabbits with two kids. And that'll be a transition as a woman that I'll have to make and pregnancy take a toll on your body. And after you spit out a kid in the hospital, be like, Hey, you also got to take that kid home with you. It makes <laughs> you look at sex differently. You know, you, <laughs> I got to do what? I got to raise this motherfucker. I got to raise it. Hmm. I got to, I got to spend money on it. Money. Um, Dre? Dre? What? <laughs> Daycare? No, that's not. <laughs> Mike, get out of here. You are so... My husband is so annoying. <laughs> he heard me in here talk about raising kids. He feel the same way I feel. We got to bring him home from the hospital? <laughs> oh, my God. Birthday um, parties? <laughs> potty training? <laughs> what? Um... Diapers. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so we want to bring that to the Patreon. Um, I feel like while I'm on maternity leave, I may dive into Chasing Atlanta. Ain't that what it's called? Yeah. Chasing Atlanta. That's the show that's on YouTube where they is just a hot ghetto mess. Yes. Um, and maybe Jeremy and I will um, you know, could, Jeremy is stepping away from Backwoods Burn Book, but I feel like with Ratchet Reloaded, there's space to bring in shows like Chasing Atlanta and the real side chicks of Charlotte and shit like that. So we'll see more about that. And, you know, if, if you one of our people who like herbals, um, I definitely would like to bring some content to the Patreon um just talking about how the legal cannabis and hemp world has evolved and ways that people of color can get their toe into it because for something to now be legal but we have spent so many years in jail behind um it is really disheartening that we don't get a fair shake to stick our toe in that industry legally and be part of the people that are now becoming billionaires from legal cannabis. Um, those are real discussions. So stuff like that. And I know a lot of us have, you know, nine to fives and we may not necessarily want to talk about it on our free feed, 
So let me bring you to the Patreon. I've been in contact with some doctors who specialize in um, medicinal and recreational THC education. And so we're not just bullshitting you and teaching you how to eat 100 milligrams of an edible. Uh, we want to... Mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm. because people think of THC is a stoner's drug. Oh, you just want to get high. Okay. You know, you just want to get high. But a lot of people really do not understand how THC, cannabis, and CBD are helping people cope with things like anxiety, stress, depression, cancer, arthritis, um, MS, um, so many things. So I want to talk about that. Um, and I'm thinking about doing some some cooking with that stuff. You know me. I like to cook. I like science. Put them together. And you can have a wang dang doodle. Um, <laughs> so so be, be on the lookout for for that. Um, and I, I think I think that's also I'm gonna be on maternity leave for six weeks. Um, if you are interested in being a guest co-host and you watch the shows that we'll be watching um, when I'm out, send us a DM on our Ratchet Ramblings page, or you can hit us on our personal Twitter pages. Um, but we want to get some new voices on from people that interact with us and watch the shows, have good commentary, keep us up to date on stuff that we may miss. Um, we want to get your voice heard because, you know, y'all make it fun for us. So you can hit me or Jeremy, either or. It don't matter. Yes. Um, let's get into the bullshit. Ready to love. Season finale. Um friend i'm gonna go ahead and talk about winter and anthony because i believe two ants fucking on the blade of grass got more chemistry than they do (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 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 nigga what the fuck did that analogy i don't know it came off the top of my head too that's what what should scare everybody off the dome (laughs) That was off the cuff. I didn't even have that written down. <laughs> what in the uh, <laughs> They have no. Chemistry. I mean, I don't. I don't disagree, but two ants fucking on the blade. Two ants fucking on the blade of grass. They have no chemistry, and even their family members saw it. Her sister saw it, and his sister saw it was like, they are both great people individually. There's nothing there. I feel like... And if anything, I feel like Anthony had better chemistry with Winter's sister shit. Hello? And I I think (coughs) (laughs) that analogy fucked you up, didn't it? I didn't really did. I I got to sip sip my water on that shit because what the hell? Um... I personally believe that Winter only focused her energy on Anthony when she could not be the top choice in Jay's eyes. Um, She was focused on absolutely nobody else. 
until Jay gave her that church sister hug and kiss. Um, and you could tell she's kind of forcing herself to like Anthony in that capacity. Not to say she doesn't like him, but I don't get true romantic vibes from them. You don't get romantic vibes from them because they haven't established none up until this point, up until these last couple of weeks. I mean, when they kiss, it look forced. You know, when they hug, it look friendly. Like, what's up? That's just my that's my homegirl. That's my homie. I don't get. He, he ain't hug. He didn't hug her like he was ready to grip that ass. And she had it to grip. I did. Hello. If she ain't had nothing, if she if nothing else, she is a very beautiful woman. Um, yes. I feel like the women on this show were very attractive, all in all. Um, it just wasn't there. It wasn't there. So, I mean, I enjoy. I'm glad that they made it to the end. Um, but I don't think they found love in each other. So I don't even yeah. I, I feel like <coughs> if they and by they I mean Winter, I feel like if Winter had treated a dating show like a dating show previously and got to get to know Anthony up um before other than these last few weeks, then maybe they would have had a spark that would have blossomed beyond this point. But because once it didn't treat a dating show like a dating show, this just seems forced. Yes. Absolutely. Um, I also had a problem with them ostracizing Anthony for saying he had never really been in love before. Um, because Holding it against him kind of is put people in a position to not live in a truth. Like you kind of, and then when he gives an explanation, I kind of, I had a sigh of relief because we know how awful athletes treat women. Like we see it. I mean, <clears throat> uh, what's the one nigga name? That's been all over the internet telling the girl he prayed for a miscarriage. Oh, uh, Von Miller. Um, I he said, you know, in the past he was focused on football. He was probably pursuing a pro football career. Uh, he probably played college ball and this, that, and the third. Um, and he said instead of stringing women along, he just was like, Hey, I don't really have nothing to offer you at this moment. I, I can't do nothing. This is my first love. This is my passion. This is what I'm going to do. But at the same time, my man seems to have been wearing condoms because he also wasn't on the show talking about I'm a father of six. I know, right? <laughs> so I felt like his actions was matching his words and saying, yes, I did not get into long-term stuff with women because I was chasing a football career. Um, but I also wasn't selling women dreams either. Yeah. And a lot of these athletes do. They love to sell a dream. Love it. Live for it. Um, and yeah, I, I like, I would rather him like be com committed to his, to his work and understand that he doesn't have anything to offer romantically. Um, 
or emotionally, and then for him to be fucking around and playing and destroying women's hearts and shit, and then be having a whole bunch of uh, children and shit. Absolutely. Um, now to this love triangle. Um, I don't know if it was the editing, and maybe they edited a lot out because Adriana ends up picking Calfani, but I don't believe we saw the full picture after he bombed with her dad the way he did and then lied talking about he had a meeting to get to. You on a resort. Where the fuck did you have to go? Who was you meeting (laughs) with? (laughs) It was so weird. We didn't see any commentary regarding Calfani from her dad because I believe it was all fucking bad. Like, I believe the commentary was probably all bad because outside of both Calfani and Adriana being conventionally attractive, they have nothing in common. They never had one serious conversation. Everything that they ever talked about seemed like she had a schoolgirl crush on him and he was just happy to be with the real pretty girl. (laughs) That's the vibes I got with him. Her and Rashid talked about marriage, having kids, careers, finances, spirituality, and which is tough why times. you 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 making my case for them because they played in my fucking face. <laughs> like, <clears throat> I'm sorry, but and you know again, I don't watch this live, so I don't see all the commentary like you do, but. I hated it for I hated it for Rashid because Adriana played in his damn face. She really did. You're not finna sit up here and tell me and play in my motherfucking face or or Rashid's and tell me that all of a sudden you don't have no chemistry with this man. You don't have no connection with this man. He been he he been your number one. You've been his number one all up until to this time. And all of a sudden, these past couple of weeks, you feeling Calfani more. How? Y'all ain't had not one deep conversation within the last couple of weeks that I can remember. Now, friend, correct me if I'm wrong. Nigga, we done seen you and goddamn Rashid fucking like y'all on fucking Dr. Phil since like what? Week five. Yeah. <laughs> like, As a matter of fact, you were the one that got the target Put on Denise back for running back and telling everybody that she called Rashid a narcissist and all of the negative stuff she had to say about him when you was like Rashid that's my man he went from yeah. that's my man to uh, I don't have no chemistry with him you a whole goddamn lie and I feel like the editing from the show I feel like they edited comments about Calfani from her dad and made it seem like he was saying it about Rashid. I really do. Because remember, she's more than likely got this commentary about Calfani and Rashid at the same time from her dad. Mm-hmm. It was probably just one sit-down conversation. So it wasn't like it was no outfit changes or something we would notice. I absolutely believe they took commentary about Calfani from her dad and it made it seem like he was she, he was talking about Rashid because they had all of the fucking chemistry. Yeah. Consistently. 
And now all of a sudden that chemistry just now all of a sudden that chemistry just out the fucking window. And now all of a sudden she just head over heels for Calfana. Ain't no way in here you finna play. Nigga, I have eyes. Now, again, like you said, it might be the editing. It might have just been Adriana playing our face, which I feel like she did. Um, but some somebody lying. Because, nigga, I have eyes. I don't watch this shit. Nigga. Excuse me. Goddamn. Ain't nobody on this motherfucking show had as much chemistry as, as fucking Adriana and fucking Rasheed. Ain't no, nobody. Only, well, only Jay and Joy. Yeah, I was about to say other than Jay and Joy. Other than that, ain't nobody had as much chemistry on this fucking show than Adriana and Rashid. And this is what us saying, because ain't we been saying like Adriana is like she moved like why is she here? Like in general, yes, but when it comes to Rashid, nigga, she opens up. She opens yeah. up. And we've seen that. Yeah. So like I did not like that. I did I felt like Rashid was justified in feeling like it, I don't went from courting you to chasing you because you pull him back for whatever reason. And I agree with him and I felt bad for him because he didn't deserve that. No, I he do, didn't I at do, all. I feel like Adriana just decided she was not ready to love, which that's yeah. okay, but don't play in that man's face like that. Bingo. Bingo. Um, like we said, ultimately... Adriana chose Calfani. Winter and Anthony chose each other. Neither couples had this amazing chemistry to me. Um, okay, I mean, some shit. Yeah. I, if we were to be completely honest, Calfani and Denise had better chemistry. And that's with Denise acting weird. They had better chemistry. They had deeper conversations. They opened up to each other a whole lot. Yeah, the only problem was again, Denise being stupid. Yeah, but again, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it was the editing or what, but we never saw Calfani and Adriana have one in-depth conversation. It was all surface-level high school bullshit. Their only saving grace is they look good together, and they probably they probably more in the same age range. Um, ultimately, I feel like. Rashid said, um, I feel like Rashid won because he is, their age gap is quite a bit. So I think that did him a favor because if he wants to really settle back down, he wants to have more kids, she just doesn't seem like she's there yet. Um, she's 31, 42. Or oh, she... Uh, Rashid mm. is 42, divorced with a child. Adriana is 31, never been married, no kids. I think uh, Calfani is in his 30s, never been married, no kids. So maybe Adriana and Calfani just looking for more of a good time, which is nothing wrong with that. But don't come on the show called Ready to Love if you're just looking for, to get your bag blew out. Yeah. Or better yet, just like my thing was like, don't play on Rashid's face like that. Like that was my thing because like, he did not deserve that. He didn't deserve for you to lie and be like, oh, we don't have no chemistry, girl. We have eyes. Exactly. 
And and to be fair, maybe the reality of that hit her like he is what ten years my senior. He wants to have kids. Uh, kids as but again, be honest about it. at some point. Yeah, like be honest about it. Like if the reality hits you that yes, we have this amazing chemistry, but it in in like life situations we don't align, and you had that realization, then say that. And maybe she did. Again, maybe the editing was fucked up. But from what we seen, you just played in that man's face lying that y'all wasn't clicking when you was. And you chose because, this nigga who Because he could have left. Hello? He could have left and not wasted his time no goddamn more. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, I'm looking forward to the reunion. It looked like it's going to be lit. We're going to see Nia's crazy, goofy ass on there. Uh, there was some mention of a pregnancy. Uh, we're gonna see who who's actually still dating between Jay and Joy, uh, Calfani Adriana, and Winter and Anthony. And we'll is see if our is Obo who left to love himself. <laughs> yeah, he 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 there. So we're gonna get to see who was uh who was actually ready to love and who was just there because it was they was in a competition. Um, but overall, I did enjoy the series. And if it's another season, I'll be watching it. I liked it. I enjoyed I, it. I like this uncle. I like this uncle Tommy guy as a host as well. Um, I I don't feel like he was too weird and pretentious. Uh, I don't feel like he was too involved in things. He gave them their assignments and went on about his business and called it a day. So. Yeah. I, I like this this show in this series. Now again, the ending, um, but overall, I did enjoy it. Yeah, same. Um, well, let friend, it's it's housewives time. Child, let me go. Let me go to my timeline. Pull up my tweets because um, not you, not I, you I, I, I delayed. <laughs> I, just, I delayed tweeted it. Um, because. You know, the stuff comes on late here because I'm on Mountain Time, so I can't watch it when everybody else watches it. And it just comes on much later here. Not your, um, tweet, not your notes being your tweet. <laughs> yeah, my notes, my tweets this week. I was I was giving, okay? Um, <laughs> We're gonna, we gonna hop over and hop down to Atlanta. Um, it bears repeating that Candy got the worst opening line on that show to be a goddamn OG. Like, yeah. I just I just cannot, I just will not, I just won't it don't make get no over the fact sense. that said a little candy always sweetens the tea. It don't make it no sense. Girl, that don't make, girl, that is not how tea work. You are tea rash <laughs> for that <laughs> That, that might tagline. <laughs> T-Rash tagline. <laughs> like, I'm truly not here for that, Candy. It don't um, make no sense. It's stupid. It's stupid. Cynthia, you are too old. You have been married and been in too many goddamn relationships to be acting like a bozo over having a wedding in the pandemic. And a ponderoso. And you have really fallen bumped your over the hill last head when Kenya is dragging you 
about how childish you being in a relationship and making sense. Like I, when I tell you I was so goddamn mad, I was agreeing with Kenya. It 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 made my skin crawl because she was absolutely Kenya, right, but she was absolutely right. Like you have made a huge deal about sacrificing the safety and health of everyone in this situation over a wedding date that could be pushed back or something that you could have scaled down to make safer. Y'all have not, let me, you stupid motherfuckers on this show have not worn a mask properly yet. And we are in episode goddamn four. Mm. Not one single person in these episodes has properly worn a mask. Those plastic shields are not masks. Do you know what those plastic shields do? In the event that somebody coughs who's not wearing a mask, you have an added layer of protection, but you need to have on a mask underneath the plastic shield because if you cough and you have it, that plastic shield will not do anything. Oh my God. Just, uh uh-uh. uh. Just uh-uh. dumb. Just very dumb. It's just like Cynthia, like, I, like, you do know, you do know that you, girl, you could get mad at the courthouse. You could, your sister had a brilliant idea. First of all, Lake Bailey, it's a nice condo, it's a beautiful condo. Yes. It would have been a lovely place to have a 10, 15 person wedding. Yeah. You've had the big glitz and glamour wedding with Peter. How that turned out for you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Girl. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad they rolled the bean footage back of that too. Absolutely. Like, can you say it? Like, girl, do you have, like, girl, you don't need this. So, so you want to make it a show? She was like, Kenya, I don't want to make it a show. Well, then Kenya was like, well, girl, then what the fuck is the goddamn problem then again or pushing the date back? Or just getting married at Lake Bailey or the courthouse? What the f- like, what the fuck is you mad about? You could have had a reception later. Yeah. Because as we said, the bitch don't like being married. She like having weddings. And if that's the case, bitch, throw you a bourbon ball with no sexual assault. <laughs> Or, or or stop playing in my heel face. I really hope this marriage lasts for Cynthia. Like certain shit, I don't want to be right about. This one of them, it is my hope that you are with Mike Hill because you love Mike Hill. You want to be married to Mike Hill. He is your soulmate. He is your forever. And that's what it is. But part of me sees how Cynthia behaves when she's married and she's bored. And, mm. um, Cause I'm not even gonna say and hold you. When she said it, I fucking, <laughs> I was like, she ain't shit, but I fucking cackled when Candy, um, later on in the episode with Candy met over Kenya and Candy said, shit, Cynthia done got married and broke this before. And so again, <laughs> You don't got married when you broke. I don't understand why you making a big fuss about maybe reconsidering or changing some shit getting married in a fucking pandemic. 
Exactly. Speaking of Kenya and Candy meeting up. So this where it's going to turn to the drag Kenya portion for me because while I do think that Portia's activism um, performative. performative, I just thought it took a lot of fucking nerve and unmitigated gall for Kenya to be shading Portia by wearing a mask while protesting while Kenya sitting her bad acne having ass at a restaurant maskless doing nothing. Well. <laughs> well. Doing nothing. Well. You well. not doing shit that serves nobody but your goddamn self. And never had. And that that's always been Kenya. I was like, this is a whole lot of... And my thing was, she made it weird saying, like, I don't have a problem with her activism, but she but not she wearing a mask. Ha- but girl, you, you not wearing one either. You had so a restaurant f- maskless. You have, you and Candace face right now with no goddamn mask. And y'all like next to each other. And she got a newborn baby at home. Like, what? Like, can you, what the fuck was this? Like, you just wanted a reason to shade just, that girl. And Candy yeah. Cody, you just wanted a reason to shade that girl. Which, okay, fine. Fuck it. That's your MO, but just stand up in it because you ain't make no goddamn sense. How you gonna call the activism fake, but then be like, well, it's not about the activism. Well, what is it about? Well, I just how she always getting arrested with no mask. Girl, you don't have one on either. And you <laughs> ain't doing you doing some shit that you could have been doing in the safety and comfort of your own home. You could have ordered some takeout. <laughs> DoorDash girl. <laughs> oh smite. Hell, you could have went and picked it up. Yeah, with a mask. I just, I'm I'm truly not seeing it for Kenya, and she confirms in this episode just why she's so miserable and why she looks so old and haggard this season. Um, and we're going to come back to her because I got some more shade. I got some more shade for her. But we, we hightail it over to Drew and Ralph's house where they finally decide to see a, th- a therapist. Um, It's something that stuck out for me, and I don't have nothing for Drew. Um, it was like a grand opening and grand closing. When she told the therapist that Ralph doesn't treat her son from her, a previous relationship the way he treats their children in terms of gentility, showing love, showing affection, um, it closed the book for me on him and her. Um, she trash and he a bitch because you should not allow no man around your goddamn child who does not treat him with as much love, kindness, and affection as he does the kids y'all share together. That is fucking, in my opinion, a form of abuse and mistreatment. It's just some and bitch the, and shit. Like, period. And they kept glossing over it. It's not normal. You know, I... It's normal. You, I, yeah, you, yeah I, I agree. Like you, you, okay, I get it now because if this nigga was sure, if this nigga wasn't treating your your child right now, why the fuck you still with him? Hello, now you see it, okay. it popped out. Uh, like yeah, you. I, I see. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I came into this like I, I, my, most of my smoke was for Ralph because he a fuck nigga. 
But I'm like, why she why she mad at Drew? And I'm like, oh, that's okay. I we here. I, I okay, we here, friend. I get you. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm God cause I'm pretty damn sure. I'm pretty damn sure. Like he was aware of, of her child way before they, they got married. She said they got together and her oldest child was three. She okay. goes on to say he's very gentle, he's very emotional. And the only kind of love Ralph gives him is tough love. Friend, you know what tough love is cold for. Mm-hmm. He's mean to him. Yeah. Cut out all that goddamn crying, boy. Toughen mm-hmm. up. So all he that treats, crying he like treats, a sissy. He, like he yeah, says shit yeah. like that. That yeah. That is what she means by tough love. In, in black families, I don't speak for white people. I don't. I don't be around white families. Let me just say that. But I'm sure there are similarities in that behavior. But in black families, nine times out of ten, tough love is cold for mean. Yeah, because it's 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 what patriarchy t- uh, teaches us. Yep, tough, especially with men to their to their boys to sons. Tough love is cold for mean. And when it comes to women and their daughters, tough love is cold for mean to them. So when she started talking that tough love shit, I already knew that Ralph is not very kind to her oldest son. And she made it apparent, she made it abundantly clear when she pointed out how her oldest son is emotional, he's sensitive, you know. And I was, and she like, all he give him is tough love. Okay, he's mean to your son and you're still with him. But he's he does not treat your other children that y'all share together like that. That says a whole fucking lot. So her the oldest is her son from a previous. Yes. And I, yes. Mm, yeah. She's and she kept saying, I want him to give my oldest son the same kind of love that he gives our younger children. He's not nice to her oldest son. And that yeah. makes her very trifling for staying in that marriage. Cause the minute she noticed those differences. He should have had a, a. I'm not gonna say that. He, she should have been. <laughs> you know where I was going with it. I, 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 I know where you was going, and I agree. The minute she noticed those differences, she should have packed up her children and left because there is going to be a lot of resentment in her oldest child for him and her later on down the line. Him for doing it, her for allowing it. Correct, and I yeah. hope that she that we can he can roll that bean footage back and hear his mom admitting that he, she allowed that to not treat him with love, kindness, and gentility, because all kids deserve that. The world yeah. is tough enough on black kids where they don't need your goddamn tough love at home. Do they need discipline? Yes. Do they need to learn boundaries? Yes. Do they need to learn consent and those type of things? Yes. Your kid, black kids don't need their parents to be mean to them in the home. We we get enough of that when we leave our house. Yeah. What Medea uh, said, if I can't come home and have no peace. Let me tell you. And Ralph, you a bitch. And you a bitch yes. for, a myriad, for a myriad of reasons. So many reasons. A wealth Can of I reasons. name one of them? An abundance 
of reasons you a bitch ass nigga. Let's go. One, number one uh, that stuck out to me uh, specifically, and it honestly, this tells me all I need to know about Ralph. Um, enough that I didn't know already. When that motherfucker said one thing, he he don't he will not tolerate him. Um, Andrew is him is her emasculating him. Let me tell you something, bitch nigga. Your masculinity and however you define that shit. Can't nobody take that shit away from you but you. Can't nobody emasculate you but you. Because your masculinity, your your aura, that is for you to control. You have the power in that. So the minute you said that shit, I was like, yeah, this is a typical cishet black man whose entire entire makeup is is revolved around patriarchy. It's revolved around misogyny. It is revolved around control. It is revolved around meanness, which is blatantly clear in how you treat Drew's older son. You a fuck nigga. You possibly are cheating on her. I'm saying possibly being kind. And he definitely cheating on her. Because he definitely cheating. I'm just trying to be kind. Um, fuck him. We don't need kindness. Neither <laughs> of them deserve. Neither neither of them deserve our kindness or benefit of the doubt that we true, sometimes true. give to people on this show. True, true. You a bitch ass. But you nigga a bitch with ass mommy nigga. issues mm, and daddy you, issues and, that you have tried to pawn off. Drew, come on, because I, I damn sure tweeted that like all of his issues. He is he is a typical cishead black man with trauma, with issues that has that have um, spiraled into bad behavior and how he treats and deals with women that he has not done any work to change, heal from, nor correct. You want and, a mommy and Drew. You want somebody you could fuck on, Andrew. You mm-hmm. do not want a wife. You do not want a partner. You do not want somebody that you can co-parent with in a healthy manner. You are a boy in a man's body. You have mommy issues. You have daddy issues. There's no way in the fucking world you can talk about your father with your favorite person and he walked out on you and your mom very young and left you to be the man of the fucking house and never fucking look back until you was working in a senior in goddamn high school and could come into his household and help him when his no job having ass needed it. Mm. Your daddy was a piece of shit. Your mama had some issues too because it should have never been your job to be the man of her household. True. She should have gone after your no good deadbeat ass daddy and wrung him motherfucking dry through the legal system. Child support. You are broken, fragile, fucked up, and full of trauma, and you married a woman who you are now making broken, fragile, and full of fucking trauma making her feel like she is inadequate and she is the person that has the biggest problems in the relationship and she brings all the drama and dysfunction when it is you. It is you. And not only is it you, you uh, you, you, another, you also an extra level of fuck nigga because you are cognizant of it 
because you you knew you had all this baggage and trauma, but yet you did none of the work to heal from it. You purposely married her and you are purposely not only making her feel inadequate and, and bringing all this baggage to her, you are also gaslighting her in the fact that you are doing all this shit. You are a fuck nigga. And nothing about you says that you love, respect, are committed to having a happy, healthy marriage, partnership, friendship, parentship with Drew. Leave that woman alone, ask her for a divorce, pay some child support, and go be the fuck nigga that you truly want to be. Go to Tampa again, nigga. You do not see it for her. That is a beautiful woman. You don't even look at that woman like she fine as she fucking is. That's, can we talk about it? Because I peeped that too. You don't. You look right through her. You don't even see her. You don't see her at her womanly core for a man who wants to have sex three times a week at least. You don't even look at your wife like she make you want to blow her back out three times a week at least. What is you saying? Lying. Just nigga, nigga, Just niggas love motherfuckers to lie. Just playing motherfucker's face. I don't like it. Love to lie. Fine as Drew Sidori is, you up here talking about have sex three. You don't even look at her like you lust after her. Let me t- listen. Let me t- let me tell you one motherfucking thing. Let let me minus minus Kenya because Kenya's so ugly inside. She ugly outside to me. Minus Kenya Moore. But in her heyday, even Kenya Moore. These are some of the most beautiful black women on TV right now. Correct. Looking the way she look at 54. Correct. Candy looking the way she look. Correct. Marlo, sugar daddies and all. Beautiful woman. Ralph, leave us the fuck alone. Leave Drew alone. Please. Ask that woman for a divorce. Leave her alone. Pay some child support. Then go to your girlfriend in Tampa and get the fuck out of our face. Thank you so much. That'll wrap up our fuck Drew and Ralph uh, segment of the show. Um, Throwing a thank you party to Portia for fundraising for protesting two times in Louisville um, or one time in Louisville and one time in Atlanta. I don't know. That is very fucking... Can I say what I really want to say? <laughs> let me let me make can the I point say- in. <laughs> let me be poignant then you could just go in for the kill. Okay, go ahead. If her efforts mean so much to you as friends and family, why not, in honor of her, take the money you spent on that fucking party and donate it to the bail funds for the people that's still on the fucking ground right now when the cameras are not rolling? There are people still on the ground. The family of Breonna Taylor is still fighting as we speak. They have not given up. They have not given up. Family of George Floyd still fighting. 
family of Jacob Blake still fighting. You had a fucking party when in her honor, you could have made sure that money got to the bail funds because the protesters, the organizers, the people doing the work, the people doing the fucking work are still on the ground after the y'all cameras and y'all glitz and y'all glamour is long fucking gone. They still there. They still protesting. They still being arrested. They still being harmed. All this shit is still happening and you throwing a thank you party for somebody who has protested three to four times max. And that's being generous because I only count two. But I also hadn't given a fuck because I thought it was performative from the goddamn jump. Fuck y'all. For real. Go ahead, friend. Uh, this some bullshit y'all throw her this motherfucker party. Girl, I, I ain't forgot Brianna Khan. I ain't forgot. Ain't forgot. It. I ain't forgot Portia was part ain't of that goddamn shit. It. Well, fucking Brianna Taylor's face was up in the goddamn corner, small as a goddamn dot. Meanwhile, fucking Common, Portia, fucking Jamel Hill, all these motherfuckers' faces and posted, posted and shit on this goddamn conference call. Like, what can we do for social justice? This is supposed to be about Brianna. What the fuck is y'all doing? This shit is performative. I'm sorry. I don't give a fuck about Portia activism. I am sorry. I actually know I'm not sorry. I don't give a fuck about Portia activism. Y'all throwing her this thank you party was tacky as shit. Thank you for what? Thank you for what? Um. And yeah, I agree with my friend. These proceeds, all this shit could have been gone, could have been gone, gone, going to people on the ground. Because at the end of the day, the, at the end of the day, Portia is a celebrity. Yeah, yeah, mama got arrested. That's all well and good. Uh, uh, Kamala lock niggas up every day, B. Uh, <laughs> <it's> just, <laughs> Hello. I, I mean, listen, I know she's the, the vice president late, but Kamala gonna get these jokes. I mean, her record is her record. Um, I mean, uh, what do she's you want? She's still fine, <laughs> but that's, you know, yeah. beautiful yeah. woman. Yeah. Beautiful, that woman is beautiful. Woman. She, I... When I read today that she's 56, I would have never guessed it. Yeah, I, I'd never take that away from her. She's beautiful. She's she attractive, but the bitch is... Never mind. The, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Anyway. Before shit's performative, this shit was tacky. I, why the hell did y'all throw her a goddamn thank you party? I, I, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? We, like, Portia got, a, Portia got arrested. Portia out the next day. Other people Portia marching with, they got arrested. Them motherfuckers still is behind bars. Well, why, why, why couldn't this money go towards them? That's all I'm saying. Hello. Um, because you know what the to... fuck I did not need. You know what the fuck I did not need a goddamn speech about social justice for mo- uh... no motherfucking Portia Williams. I did not I, need a speech from a bitch that drive a Bentley. Leave me alone. I, I, listen here. Let me tell the, you something. Not even trying to be funny. Your life, your circumstances, how you live. The life you've been raised in is much, much different than a lot of these people that the police have brutalized and killed. Let's listen. Shut the fuck up. I did. You know who the fuck I did not need to hear 
he'll give a goddamn speech about about criminal justice reform. No motherfucking Portia Williams. That's for goddamn sure. Okay. Who just found out what the goddamn underground railroad really was? <laughs> Leave us alone. Because I ain't forgotten, nigga. I have not forgotten. Now, okay. my favorite part of the show is we back to fuck Kenya Moore. I will say that Kenya seems so very fucking jealous of Portia. And I'm going to tell you why I think she's jealous of Portia. Because Portia didn't rush to marry the hot dog man. When that shit started falling apart, Portia put the brakes on all that shit. Portia went and got Portia's own house. Portia was st- still making Portia's own money. Portia was still fine. Portia was f- was sucking and fucking who she wanted to when she wanted to. And here we have Kenya Moore who bought and paid for Mark Daly and he couldn't even make her look good on motherfucking paper. She mm. spent six figures and he embarrassed her at every fucking turn. And now... Mm. He make less money than her due to the pandemic and he trying to shuffle in her motherfucking pockets. Mm. You jealous of Portia. Portia and Dennis are not together, much like you and Mark are not together. But guess the fuck what? Dennis see PJ. Mm. Portia probably don't got to chase Dennis down to do nothing for PJ. Nope. Portia not trying to figure out how to go through a divorce and not have that motherfucker take half her money. Mm. Portia back to being footloose and fancy fucking free to do what the fuck she want to do and it eats you up, Kenya, because your golden ticket was thrown in them women's face that you was motherfucking married and now you're not. Your marriage lasted less time then Cynthia's to Peter. Oh, shit. <laughs> shit. You jealous. You are very jealous. Your life in disarray, and you worried about everything except for why you hired that fucking husband. And my problem with you in this situation is you got all this animosity and disdain for Portia. Why the fuck are you so pressed to sit up in anything that has anything to do with her? Why? What's the point? Right. Why do you want to go to a party like, I didn't, and, and I didn't celebrate? Understand. I didn't, I didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't understand her being so offended she wasn't invited to the party. Cause like, girl, this made apparent you don't fuck with Portia like that for real, for real. So why would you be there being fake? I I didn't get it at all, and I was very very happy. First of all, shout out to Lauren because a lot of you that's a real is too. A that's lot a of you hoes is too old to be playing fake nights like Kenya was trying to do. I would have been. Sure what she was trying been, to do. I would have been positive. I would have been this. They rolled that bean footage back on all the events she was nasty at, fucked up, including your own friend Cynthia's. Hello, like girl. Lauren's like, oh no, oh no. Lauren's like, oh no, we're not doing that. We don't do that here. And I got Mm -hmm. a problem with Cynthia, and this is why I like Cynthia better when she was nothing more than Nene's lap dog because (laughs) you are one of the messiest, oldest bitches I've seen on that show in a long time. And we gave that title to Nene, but you far messier. And we've seen that in these past two to three seasons, how messy you are. 
because you had no reason, absolutely none, to invite Kenya to anything revolving around Portia, knowing that they don't rock like that. They just don't, and they haven't in a long fucking time. You a nasty, messy, goofy bitch for somebody that's over the hill. <laughs> over the hill, chill. You need a reality check. <laughs> over the mic, hill. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid. But I enjoyed Kenya being uninvited. I enjoyed that reality check. And you know what was so funny about it? Kenya, bitch, you cared and you cared a lot. All right. Well, you was well, running off at the mouth to Candy, and you know what Candy said? It's good she ain't come. Because why? Why be in her presence? Why fake celebrate something that you have called fake and self-serving? I, you know, I just I did not understand the reaction. I just did. I just did. You know like what the problem? She don't have no fucking life. She don't have... Kenya don't have no real friends. That's the problem. She don't have no real friends outside of when the tape rolling. Remember at the mm-hmm. beginning of the season, friend, they was like, nobody has heard from Kenya. Nobody has talked to Kenya. Nobody has mm-hmm. seen Kenya. Bitch, you was locked in that room crying, gaining weight, and getting pimples. <laughs> Ciao. Like, like, it's one thing f- for... I mean, it's one thing for me... Like, it's one thing for me and Candace to sit on this damn show and call Porsche's activism fake because who gonna beat our ass? But like you want to show Even this if motherfucker. I was friends with Portia, if I felt like for any reason what she was doing was self-serving and performative, I wouldn't have come. I would have said, "Hey, I can't make it. Send Portia my best." I'm not about to sit up in this woman's house, eat this food, drink this liquor while I'm secretly this down scathing and full of disdain for her, just because. You don't even have a problem with her activism. You had a problem she didn't wear a mask while you wasn't wearing a mask. You were just jealous. This just dumb as hell. I just <laughs> it was stupid. I just didn't understand it. I was just I was just sitting here like, oh, oh okay, Kenya. All right, let me go ahead and watch Salt Lake City because this is stupid. <laughs> exactly. Which beautiful segue, friend. Let's Thank you, friend. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 9, Salt Lake City. Speaking of stupid. Why do non-black people think everybody, every black person need a hip-hop theme party? <laughs> um, Jen Shaw look like those masks we used to try to get on Crash Bandicoot. Um, that is a fucking throwback. Wow. <laughs> yep. That That's what a... she looked like. <laughs> um... And before we before we get to that, I just want to go ahead and cover Mary. First of all, Mary, why do you keep lying about how you came into that inheritance and, and li- Mary's step-grandfather? <laughs> I am so tired we of so, We so tired of you motherfucking lying. And that's why in the sh- later in the show, where or next episode, where Whitney be like, they said you lying, and she like, I only tell the truth. No, you don't. No, the fuck you, and then she no, do that little smirk. That's also kind of why I got a little smoke for Whitney, but we'll get uh, Whitney, but we'll get there. You don't tell the truth about shit. You lied you ass motherfucker. You be honest about nothing yet. Talking about my yeah, grandmother left me anything, all, everything, even down to her husband. No, she didn't. No, the fuck she you didn't did. do that. And I need you, you to stop not. playing. First of all, I first of all, I ain't trusting nobody 
I ain't trusting the word of nobody who houses that goddamn tacky. How the fuck you y'all had that bit of goddamn houses, but all them bitches tacky? How? How? How you? Not even that. How you put Jen out of your brunch and expected an invitation to her husband's birthday party? How do that work? And I'm so like literally. How does that work? I'm so glad they rolled the bean footage back too. And this is why we have said consistently on this show, you and Jen don't like each other because y'all y'all two sides of the same coin. Exactly. That's you all crying and snotting and sniffling the Robert Senior who looking like a stack of motherfucking mucus. Nigga looking like girl. a baked potato. Girl. I was just listen. Listen. Up here, just I don't know, like, why is she so angry with me, bitch? <laughs> and I do and then, feel like Jen is absolutely overreacting, but Mary, you made it worse. Yeah, you put her out yeah. that little lunch and shit. Yeah, and they rolled the bean footage back of you not only making it worse with Jen, but also making it worse with the other ladies, which put a pin in that. <laughs> put a pin in that. Well, because like, girl, girl so, you're shit. <laughs> Before we get there, I just want to say Heather and her ex-husband was ugly as hell together. I'm glad they divorced. Yeah, they both look like Bill Lampier. Both of them. Yeah, yeah both of them. Fat one and skinny one. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree when Whitney said that Mary was a high-end hoarder. She is because she's still tacky. Yeah. Mary, haven't, Mary haven't had one look. I was like, okay, bitch. But somebody who got probably millions of dollars worth of designer clothes, shoes, and bags, you never look good. You never look put together. Them wigs she never good. The dusty. makeup never good. All them expensive clothes never good. Get that shit to people who look like something and know what to do with it. Because you don't. And you know, it's, just all, it's, it's just always dusty. Right. Exactly. Which like, now damn, do you have a cleaning cloth? Like, goddamn. Now we back. Whitney. And Mary get together. And Mary says that she feels like the girls know that Jen is wrong, but they're scared to tell her and all of this other stuff. And, and Meredith and, was and Meredith and Lisa. Lisa yeah. Meredith and Lisa called her and told her that, you know, they don't agree with how Jen has been acting, but the way she blows up she they don't want to talk to her or say anything and i absolutely both think they said it because we saw it we saw firsthand how you handled meredith having a conversation with mary at the roaring 20s party that whitney had a total shit show and in response to that you have gone on to bring up her marriage every turn at every turn spread rumors gossip and everything else and put a pin in that, cause ooh, Jen, bitch, ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. um. But yeah, I absolutely believe Meredith and Lisa said it, cause it's true. I'm gonna here's be honest th- with you. Here's my thing. They may have just, they may have very well said it, they but it wasn't have, nothing to carry a bone back about. It was one. It wasn't nothing to carry a bone back about, and two, it was stupid for Jen. I mean, not Jen. It was stupid for Whitney to just automatically believe it, because as we just said, like five minutes Mary ago, a liar. 
Mary a goddamn lie. And not only that, Whitney has caught Mary in lies before. So I'm not even saying, like, like again, I'm not even saying this out of the realm of possibility that Meredith and Lisa could have said that. Because we very well, well see, what, Wednesday when the show comes Oh, on? I definitely, I definitely believe they said it to Mary. But here's the thing. I'm not talking about you behind your back if what I'm saying is the truth and you've proven it in multiple instances to be true. That- Jen has blown up multiple times at people instead of being a grown ass woman and sitting down and having a conversation to discuss why she feels the way that she feels. Right. So, and the thing with I, that is if uh, go ahead cuz I think we finna say the same I was thing. About go to ahead. Say, no, I was finna say me as a grown titty, bill paying, working parent, married woman with kids and all kind of shit I'm not about to put myself in situations to have to argue with another grown ass bitch who also got a strong face. I'm just not. <laughs> I don't care that much. I really don't. I don't care if you don't like Mary. I don't care if you don't want to be in the same room with her. I don't care if you don't want to invite her to your events. That is your business. I do not care. And I'm not about to make your problem with her my problem. I don't give a fuck. I'm not about to engage. If I have something and I want to invite Mary, guess what the fuck I'm going to do? I'm going to invite her. But no, I'm not about to sit up here and trying to be rallying the troops. Why didn't you invite Mary? Let Mary tell us she don't give a fuck. She don't care. So she don't need to be there. But see, that's my other thing and my like my other issue with Whitney just taking it at face value. Like, Mary says she don't give a fuck, but also Mary is like, why y'all, why y'all friends with you? Why y'all don't? Why feel, y'all don't so like you can't. Um, that's me. what I'm saying. Like Mary why can't have it both ways. You do care, right? Like Mary can't have it both ways. Where like Jen is the ultimate villain, but also you worried about the ultimate villain. Why y'all going to Jen's party? Why and, I didn't get friend. the invite? Like she that, and, uh, and that's what call, I'm saying. Let's call this out, Miss Mary. Prides herself on being a. I just speak my mind. I just say what I feel. I just this. I'm very blunt. I'm very real. Well, if that's the case, call Jen your motherfucking self and straighten it out. What you need a motherfucking, what you need moderators for? Right. What you need, what you need the whole girl, what you need the whole squad for to say, to to say what you want to say to another grown ass woman. Cause you a coward and you a liar. And it's a very real possibility they didn't say that they were scared of her. I believe if they said anything, they just said it's not worth the it's not worth the confrontation. Y'all relationship is y'all relationship, and it don't have nothing to do with the rest of because, us. Because I see, believe that, that is the conversation. Because that is what Meredith has said. She even said that to Jen. She told yeah, Jen. I'm saying, all the girls have said that. All the girls, literally every single one of them girls, have said. Y'all two don't like each other? Fine. That ain't got shit to do with us. That is what all of them have said up until this point. So that's why I felt like it was stupid on witness part to automatically believe every single thing Mary said. Because one, all of y'all have maintained y'all don't want nothing to do with this child of that ass shit. That's what all of y'all have said. So why would all of a sudden Meredith and Lisa change that now just because Mary said it to be true when you know good and fucking well Mary and Jen got this back and forth with both of them being stupid. So that's why Hello. I feel it was stupid on Jen, on witness part to just automatically believe that shit to be true. Exactly. Next, next uh, action item. <sighs> As anti-black as Jen is, and yes, the bitch anti-black, because she was married, she was she was best of friends 
with Mary when Mary was being anti-black. And so, bitch, that by default, you anti-black because you ain't even black. So you definitely don't get no exception. You, do, you double anti-black. Yeah, you anti-black. Bitch, the motherfucking audacity of you to dress up like our queen. <laughs> <laughs> our motherfucking fiance. <laughs> As she embarked on her lemonade uh, journey, bitch. You are looking like squash. Girl, bitch, don't do that no more. Bitch, looking like a rotted lemon. Fuck you. Bitch, lime Fuck out of here. All right. Um, <laughs> I want to get to it. So, Whitney, first of all, I don't give a fuck about Sharif or Jen. However, the, pe- the people at that party had their kids there and every fucking thing. Girl, Why would you, you do that in that moment? Girl, you desecrated Top Golf. And as a nigga who the- loved Top Golf, Top Golf, how dare you? And not even that. My fucking kids are there. My, my, my children. Not my children, my and, children. And the one one thing I can say that Jen had a point about was you could have told me any other fucking time other than this time. Yeah, you could have told me stu- the day before. You could have told me tomorrow. We could. It just was not necessary you to chose do at this party. This time, but you- I feel like Jen. I feel like Whitney got a little bit of a drinking problem too. You I, notice I, whenever they out, she can't just have a few drinks and chill. She's got to get shit faced. We she was shit faced at her reception. She was shit faced at the Roaring Twenty shit. She shit faced at Top Golf. She was throwing them back at the lunch end. She always fucking drunk. Only time she not drunk is when she around her uh her pill popping drug doing ass daddy. Yeah, and she might need to take her ass first... to sober living <laughs> with him. This the first I like those other times she's been drinking. She hasn't been wild to the point like she was this episode. Like, I feel like, yes, them other times she was drinking, but they was, like, you know, controlled to an extent. This is the first time I ever seen Whitney acting like this, like she did on this episode. It was weird because I'm, I got to keep this was not- so I could so I could talk to Jen. What, you need liquor courage to so. talk to to another grown-ass woman? If, for a stoop, for a, a, a little bitty milk bone, bitch, this wasn't even no turkey bone. This wasn't no turkey leg bone. It wasn't no dinosaur bone, bitch. It was a little bitty ass chicken bone that you tried to carry back. And it ended up fucking backfiring. Who the fuck is scared of Jen? They know. Let me tell you something. I ain't scared of nobody. Nobody walking this earth do I fear. So I damn sure ain't about to sit. That's why, like Jeremy said, I definitely believe. Meredith and Lisa said something to Mary, but it was never the words we afraid of Jen. Yeah, I those were Mary. That. That, that, that was Mary. You you know what Mary did? Mary put some sauce on it the way remember when um when Karen she had made said up that her th- own conversation the yeah, way she always she, do. She pulled a Giselle. She pulled a Giselle. She definitely added more to it. Um yeah. but Whitney, you played yourself. Yeah, you absolutely and, did. This is why, friend, 
I'm glad we've been reserving who's our favorite because we can't get these white hoes no inch. Yeah, I mean we, we can't give them nothing. We 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 have consistently said like of these people, Whitney is the most decent for now. Like we never said a definitive. We've always said for now. Yeah, and this, we said and we this is why her, we, we said, said for we now. See her being the favorite, but she never got the title, and this is why. Um. Because this was stupid, and you caused mess at these people's. You caused mess at these people's function when it didn't need to be. And now, now, did you unveil some shit that should have been said? Now, yes. some shit I'm ready. Now I'm ready for because you not only got drunk and blew up one cave, you blew up two caves because Jen got to doing all that crying, hooting, hollering, and screaming, and then you was like, "Oh, if you're gonna do all this, bitch." I might as well tell Meredith how much shit you've been talking about her and stuff. And that's when shit got real for and me. That, and they rolled and the that, footage back. And this, this is what I've been waiting for. Jen did exactly what she, what Mary said she does. You cannot talk to her. You cannot tell him when she's wrong about something without her having a massive meltdown, explosion, screaming match. And all this other shit. Jen, you a coward. Yeah. Jen, the cowardly dog. Because, <laughs> bitch, you said all that stuff. You sitting up here screaming, shaking, furious that that Meredith and Lisa would dare say anything about your back. And you have been running around for weeks now talking shit about Meredith and her marriage and her situation and what she's got going on and what her and Seth doing. And if Meredith got a side nigga, just, just nonstop. From a motherfucker who preach about loyalty. I'm a bitch who talk as much shit behind people back as you do cry at the possibility of the favor being returned. Cause we have no proof that Meredith or Lisa had any type of conversation with Mary about being afraid of you in any capacity. All right. There may have been a conversation had, but it wasn't that. That was Mary putting her sauce on it. We got fucking footage on multiple occasions of you stabbing Meredith in her goddamn back ever since you was mad at her about speaking to Mary at that Roaring Twenties party. Mm -hmm. You a snake. And when you yeah. got exposed, you ran because your head was going to get chopped off. This is why I don't understand why you, why you and Mary fell out because y'all both the same. <laughs> you a goddamn coward. You couldn't even stand in. And you know what was funny? Meredith. Meredith. Uh, let me tell you something. Meredith and the Fendi fit. First of all, Meredith, you did that. Bitch had on a Fendi trench coat. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> but you know what Meredith said? I'm not about to engage in this. She throwing, she throwing rocks at a glass house. She's worried about my marriage when she ought to be worried about her own. And that's all I'll say about that. And she left. Mm. And then they showed the previews for the next episode and fucking... Jen is having a fucking meltdown looking as this ugly and strong face as she, she want to look. She, she talking about how, on much the goddamn Sharif, camera. how much Sharif hurt her. She didn't splash the cameraman. She threatening to drown Whitney. 
She talking about how her marriage is fucked up. But didn't we call this friend? Didn't we say this, that the reason she is so knee-deep into Meredith and Seth's marriage is because some shit ain't right with her marriage and Sharif started telling it last week. Didn't yeah. we say that? Yeah. They got some shit going on between them. Everything ain't copacetic. He's yeah. not spending all that time away from home just for work. No, I agree. He, Everything he, is not. I think every... he's Seth. He is Seth, but they just more low key about it. If we was to be honest, and I, I absolutely think that's why her and Meredith connected the way that they did. They connected because they were having similar marital problems. I agree. I would just like to point out is that Jen is so fucking stupid that she, like, as much as I do not like Mary, Mary is playing this masterfully. She really is, because now she got she got all the girls focused on Jen's behavior. Meanwhile, they and, and they too damn stupid to be to realize Mary has been pulling these strings, honestly, since they got damn uh, met lunch. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Cause it's not lost on me that Mary, cause they showed the clips of like Mary's talking about how Jen never listens. Mary throws tantrums. Mary like, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, Mary saying that Jen, you know, throws tantrums. She doesn't like to to be wrong. You know, she talks over everybody. They rolled the bean footage of that damn lunch of Mary doing the exact same thing. However, Mary pulling these strings and playing these girls with line, they not focusing on Mary's trash behavior anymore. They focusing on Jen's. Mm-hmm. And Mary, what Mary was not at the party. Mary was nowhere to be seen. But what happened? Mary was a topic. Mary got got Mary got under Jen's skin again without Mary even being there. Yep. So as much as I don't like the bitch, and I'm tired of her lying and playing in my face about how she got with with her granddaddy. She a shrewd motherfucker because she damn sure playing these girls. Yep. Like a goddamn fiddle. Exactly. Now, now all the girls that went from both of you two is some two grown ass, grown to the ass women, and this this beef y'all got is silly. It done shifted from that to well shit, maybe maybe we do need to put Jen in a in a mental institution or something, cause this bitch crazy. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Mary just get to sit over there fucking her granddaddy being just as crazy as she want to be, but nobody saying nothing to her. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. The girls yep. are not well. At all. I'm looking forward to next week's episode. It looks really explosive. Yes. Um, and Whitney looks really unbothered after she has unleashed hell. <laughs> right. <amongst> the- <laughs> amongst the group and uh that makes me very happy um she really did because girl you did not need to say that in that goddamn party but you know what friend the results would have been the same and that's the wildest part about yeah yeah it don't matter where this would have happened jen would have had a fucking meltdown anywhere and acted just like she acted Mm -hmm. um i'm looking forward to Meredith's reaction um in all of this because yeah it's too Meredith Meredith don't do no screaming and hooting and hollering um so she definitely about to make the girls ice gin out the group yeah it's Um, two people it's two people's reaction on how they move I'm I'm looking forward to going forward Meredith and Lisa because I I absolutely again 
I'm not saying it's out the realm of possibility that Meredith and Lisa had a conversation with Mary, but I damn sure believe that they didn't say what Mary said. And knowing how Lisa is, because remember that that first couple of episodes when Le when Lisa and Whitney kind of got into it, I am mm -hmm. interested to see if Lisa confronts Mary about this because Lisa. Well, no, that's that's friend. That's okay. less my worry. I am more interested in Lisa's reaction because Lisa and Meredith are so tight. And so I'm wanting to see how those rumors that Jen is spreading plays into everything. That's oh, that's man. what I want to see because remember, Meredith told Lisa when they were actually separating, and she didn't tell the rest of the girls um, except Jen knew. But like I said, some something in the milk ain't clean with Jen and Sharif. Something that milk ain't clean, but she didn't tell none of the rest of the other girls. It was Jen who started spreading the, that her business oh, yeah, like that. Yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. None of the other girls knew until uh, Jen right. started telling it. So I'm really interested in seeing what Meredith and Lisa will do in retaliation to Jen because I definitely believe, um, probably in the next season, they will ice Jen out the group. Like Jen or is gonna how, have to fight or, her or way how back that into the group. Or how that might affect Lisa and Meredith's dynamic. Like, girl, I didn't tell you that for you to tell anybody else, especially not no goddamn Jen. Wait, who Lisa? told Jen what? No, Meredith told Jen about the separation. And then Meredith told Lisa. Jen started telling everybody else. Lisa didn't tell nobody. Remember Lisa was crying in the art gallery when Meredith told her that her and Steph were separated? Oh, I thought it, I thought yeah. she had told Lisa, and then Lisa told Jen. No, Jen already knew. Jen told Heather, ah. and Heather told Whitney. Mm -hmm. Ah, yeah, that's how that went. Yeah, little confusion because all them strong faced white hoes look like. Um, but that's it for this episode. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Um, wrapping up. Uh, ready to love, getting into the Bell Collective, continuing our Fuck Kenya Moore crusade, um, and discussing another Jen Shaw meltdown. Mm. That's all I got, friend. You got anything else before we go? Um, uh, before I go, let me just say this. I need some of y'all to um, unplug um and uh decompress uh especially when it comes to politics because this shit got some of y'all under fuck hinge and i need y'all to calm down so that's all i'll say on that see you next week though you yeah